Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Just Jesus is our focus today. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Um, On this day, I want you to note this day, Resurrection Sunday, April 12th, 2020. On this day, you and I and the whole world for that matter can attest that what is known as Easter and celebrated all over the nations, that this year it must be known that it is very different than years past. Many of us have never, I mean never, celebrated Resurrection Sunday at home. You wouldn't be caught on your couch in your living room on a Sunday morning called Resurrection Sunday. Your faith wouldn't have you there. Uh, You wouldn't just come to the household of faith, but you may come with a new dress on. Some of you may have come with a new hat. Some of the brothers may have come in new suits, new shirt, new ties. Children may have been preparing an Easter speech all week long. But this year, there's no Easter clothes. Um, There have been very little egg hunts. Um, We haven't heard too much about the Easter bunny. Even uh, Passover has been different. Holy Week has been different. Very limited in what priests, rabbis, pastors, clergy could really do in trying to convey. Yes, we have tried to use virtual, but yet not the gathering together among those who believe and know the name of Jesus. We must admit that this Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, April 12, 2020, is different than any resurrection. Resurrection Sunday as a believer you have ever experienced in your life Uh, experienced in your life because of what we are dealing with um, as a pandemic it has been necessary for us to practice safe precautions I think what Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 15 he first introduces believers back to the gospel And he says, I declare unto you the gospel. Today, I just want to be simple and preach the gospel. It seems like everything else that could seem to be luxury, uh, that's luxurious, has been taken away. Seems like the things of convenience have been stripped away from us. We are down back to the bare bones about Jesus. And the truth of the matter is, if you have never, if it took all the Easter bunny, the egg hunts, the suits, the new hats, and all the other wonderful things we try to put around this celebration, if it takes that for you to have excitement, then you don't have excitement today. Because today is just about Jesus. Is just about Jesus and he introduces that we just need to hear some good news come on shout that out right there on your time they say we need good news Jesus is the gospel uh, the preaching of Jesus is the gospel and it is good news we need to be reminded that we need good news we need the gospel we need to 
are here, the redeemed ones, that's you and I, those who are a witness to his change and his transforming power, we need to hear from the redeemed ones to declare that Jesus is good news. Come on, right there on your timeline, I need you to be a witness this morning. I need you to tell somebody, only thing that matters is Jesus. Come on. I need you to go to the root and the very core of your faith. If everything else fade away, are you still just happy to have Jesus alone? Uh, we need the good news of Jesus. We need missionaries, deacons, preachers. We need laymen, clergymen, everybody who knows of the faith. We need sister no name, brother so and so. It don't matter if you have a title, no matter if you've been to ministerial school or not, it don't matter if you got saved last night. If you know the name of Jesus, we need the redeemed ones to declare good news. Romans 10 and 14 says, how then shall they call on him, Jesus, whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? We need everyone to take your salvation license and become a preacher of good news. I'm not talking about an ordination class where we take you through the tenets of the faith, that we test how much your character is. There is a time for that. But anybody who has been blood washed, we need to take your salvation license and become a gospel preacher. We need to be reminded that nothing else matters but Jesus. Somebody say just Jesus. We need those who are saved to do this. Those who have been redeemed to do this. I would not dare ask a sinner today to lift up the name of Jesus. Although the Bible does declare that every uh, that um, uh, that everybody that has breath ought to praise the Lord. But I'm not just asking for praise this morning. I'm asking for those who know the gospel to spread the gospel. This is how Paul says it in another verse. He says, but ye were the you were fornicators as you and I we were idolaters we were uh, uh, of effeminate affection we were abusers of ourselves of mankind we were once thieves we were once full of covetousness we were once drunkards come on that may be your testimony we were extortioners we were liars we were greedy but then he says and such were some of you but ye were washed ye were sanctified and ye were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of God. If I just called out anything you ever dealt with, I'm talking to you. Those who've been cleansed and redeemed by the blood of the lamb, I'm calling for you to use your salvation license to let everybody know if the earth should end tomorrow, I want you to know that the greatest thing in, in the whole wide world is Jesus Christ. If I don't have a job, I feel the Holy Ghost pushing me further than my notes. If I don't have a job tomorrow, I believe I will. I'm not talking negative faith confession. I'm not talking negativity. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just saying, if everything else fade away, just give me Jesus. I'm just telling you, if things don't work out like I plan for them to work out, I got a great vision for my life. I got a great vision for my church and what things that God has called 
us to do together. I have a great vision for my family. Hallelujah. I got trips, vacations planned. But if everything never materialized, today I want to testify. Just give me Jesus. When I look around everything else, I refuse to be distracted by money. I refuse to be distracted by fame. I refuse to be distracted by success. I have a laser focus today that nothing else matters but Jesus. Come on, tell somebody say, give me Jesus. Why? Because he's the one that first changed me. I can't become a change agent and use my salvation license until I first acknowledge that he changed me. The worst type of witness to ever hear on the witness stand is a person who ain't seen nothing, been nowhere, experienced nothing, don't know nothing about the issue. Get them off the witness stand. Why have you come? Thank you, sir. In the courtroom, if you ain't seen nothing, if you don't know nothing, but if you know you've been delivered, I need you to make some noise. If you know he done lift your burdens, I need you to make your, some noise. If you know you was at the verge of suicide, but God rescued you, I need you to make some noise. You are the person that I need to make some noise this morning and say, just give me Jesus. Whoever in your house, run around and high five them right now and tell them, if everything fade away, I want you to know, give it, come on, high five those. If you ain't there but nobody but the Holy Ghost, you and the Holy Ghost have a party and say, if everything fade away, just give me Jesus. See, I need redeemed ones. See, only redeemed ones can do that. <laughs> he that he have, he that have been redeemed by the hand of the enemy. We need to be reminded of the gospel today. The Bible says that he has brought us out of darkness and have brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. The truth of the matter, we was in a terrible condition before we got converted. I don't care how much fun we were having, we was in a terrible condition. I don't care if we had a 40 ounce in our hand, we was in a terrible condition. I don't care if we was on the beach having fun, we was in a terrible condition. We was in a sin state, and as long as we was in a sin state lifestyle, we was in a terrible condition. I don't care if you were making millions of dollars, to have millions of dollars and not have Jesus in your heart, you in a terrible condition. I don't care if you stand on top of a hill, and when you get out in the morning, you can see everybody else in the city and you can see the, the flows of the mountain and water running down. I don't care what kind of luxury you live in. If you don't got Jesus, you're empty. If you don't have the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings in your heart, you're empty. I don't care the Bible declares what does it profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose your soul. There's nothing that can fill you like Jesus. Ah, they sing a song, nothing can do you like Jesus. No one can turn you around like Jesus. I want to make it clear that nothing we have in possession of material things triggers our joy like when we think about Jesus. Nothing can make me skip and jump when I don't feel like skipping. Can I get a witness? Have you ever felt not like skipping? Have you ever felt just not like, you know, skipping, you know, skipping. You ever felt not like jumping up? Have you ever felt just not like going to church? But when I think of his goodness, that's why I do it. That's why I'm sporadic. That's why I'm spontaneous because nothing can do me like Jesus. <laughs> Tell somebody just Jesus. He tries to remind us that it's this gospel of Jesus that causes us to stand. 
The reason that we hadn't fallen and we're still ticking, although we went through much, is because of Jesus. The reason we have not caved in under pressure, I'm not saying we didn't have any moments. If you be honest, we had some moments. You maybe had some moments yesterday, last week. But because of Jesus, we're still standing. Because of Jesus, he fortifies us. He covers us. And for that, we are glad. He reminds us that the gospel is what causes us to stand. And we have received this gospel. And then he takes us back to the very basics of Jesus' life and what we celebrate today as Resurrection Sunday. The first thing he says, I want to remind you that he died. Say he died. Yeah, he died. He came into the earth. The Bible says his name will be Emmanuel, for he shall save his people from their sins. We had a need to be rescued, and we needed a hero. We needed a hero when it came to salvation. We need somebody who will face the gruesome death of the cross and pay for our sins we needed a hero Moses was good but he wasn't a hero David was good but he wasn't a hero we had all kind of great men and women throughout the Old Testament but none of them were born to die for the sins of the world ah, but we needed a hero ah, what Adam could not do in the garden we need one man to die once and for all and to pay the price for us we needed a hero who can die in the middle of the day when the sun was out Jesus was not whipped and crucified on the cross and behind a shed or in the middle of the night it was a gruesome death we needed a hero a hero who can stay on the cross in front of his mother while he dies in front of his family while he's pierced in the side while they whip him while they mock him we needed a hero that could stay on the cross in the Bible like the mama the mother's said some of y'all come from this type of church he never said a mumbling word he died but he never said a mumbling word they whipped him but he never said a mumbling word he was faithful even unto the cross I always preach about that as much as I love folks if you push me wrong you find out something as much as I love God if you push me the wrong way you'll find out something I keep telling people I'm no Jesus don't put me on cross I'm trying to be like him I'm no him I'm trying to be like him he is working he is crucifying my flesh but I'm not Jesus don't put me up on no cross I jump down on you hey I jump down I'm tired of this foolishness come on now you gotta remember Jesus had all power in his hand the Bible declares that no one took his life he laid it down he had control over everything why he submitted to the cross and I want you to know he was our hero he was able to stay up on that cross and be whipped and bruised let's take it and see what Isaiah says about this Jesus who was bruised for us yeah it says for he shall grow uh, grow up before him as a tender plant as a root out of dry ground this is Isaiah's account he have no form um, has no form no comeliness meaning he's not trying to be fancy when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire from him meaning we look at his outer appearance we weren't going to try to mock Jesus he wasn't going to be the latest fad of fashion he wasn't trying to make a reputation for himself it says he is despised and rejected of men and a man of sorrows he was acquainted with grief I want to talk to somebody who's going with grief right now the Bible says that Jesus knows grief well he was acquainted with grief and we 
hid, listen what it says, when he was going through being our hero, when he was dying on that cross, it said we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Meaning while he was going through to pay the price, no one was out there talking about, look at you Jesus, you somebody. It's one thing to go through something and have encouragement, but it's a whole nother thing to be sitting on the cross and people just looking at you. It's a whole nother thing for people to be looking at you on the cross and people shaking their head. Talking about look at what happened to him now. He done called this, he done said this, and look at him now. See, he was despised and we esteemed him not. It said, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. I want you to know why he was dying. He was carrying stuff. Every whip he took, every stripe he took, he took it for a purpose. Every piercing in his side, he carried it for a purpose. Yet, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. I want you to know that it was a gruesome death. It wasn't nothing pretty for us to be get breakthrough. It was a gruesome death. It was a gruesome death that he went through. The flesh actually came um, off of his beginning to uh, fall off of his bones. Uh, the flesh... And, and you know uh, this thing we celebrate is so gruesome it, it, we have to be skillful even how we talk to our kids about it you know have you ever been watching the passion of Christ and, and, and you almost have to send your kids to the to the room when it gets to that part of the crucifixion because it's so bloody it's a bloody mess it, it's such a mess it, it wasn't a pretty thing tell somebody it wasn't pretty but God brought me out you'll catch it later what he went through wasn't nothing pretty wasn't nothing nothing that you'll talk about nothing that you just say but but God brought us out when he went through we were going through with him it's like he put us on his back and carried us to the cross so we could have no other way of getting free oh God I feel the Holy Ghost we had no other way of getting delivered so he carried us when you see him carrying the cross in the passion or in the crucifixion you need to see yourself on the cross meaning that he, you're, you're the cross that he carried on his back. You could never pay the price for your sin. You could never redeem yourself. But he carried your heavy self. He carried your sinful self. He carried your lying self. He carried your adulterous self. He carried your cheating self. He carried your backbind self. I'm coming down your road if I ain't came there yet. He carried your lying self laying on your taxing self. He carried you all the way to the cross and then when they start harassing him he didn't get down I don't know about y'all I'm still excited about somebody who didn't get down from the cross when he was under excruciating pain <laughs> tell somebody he was carrying me he was carrying me yeah, and he went through this gruesome, gruesome death. But the Bible says very clearly that it would not be right. It would not be right that God of glory will hold him accountable for those sins. He was not sin, to be clear, but he became sin. He knew no sin, but he became sin for us. I say he never sinned, but he became sin. And he took on sin that we may be the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus he had to die tell somebody he died 
and he died <laughs> yeah he did he died so you got to excuse me when I get excited about Passover as gruesome as it is I understand Passover the blood being applied to the doorpost or the blood that he shed for us which is the Passover the sacrificial lamb that died you got to excuse me that by faith I get excited over something gruesome but I recognized when that blood was on me everything the devil wanted to put on me had to pass over I recognize that the Passover is a deliverance I reckon that the Passover is my way out so when you hear me talking about the crucifixion and why we get joy talking about his suffering I understand that he suffered that I may live I understand that when he became poor that we might become rich I understand that when he suffered he transferred come on he didn't die I feel the Holy Ghost he didn't die without a will come on now some of y'all being irresponsible you got assets but you ain't got no will you got land but you ain't got no will you got money in the bank ain't got no will but when Jesus died he didn't die without a will he had a will from the father that when he died I'm gonna get free that when he died I'm gonna get hey, he didn't die in vain and that's why I get excited over his death because when he was dying I was coming alive when he was bleeding I was getting fed when he was suffering I was being redeemed and it takes faith eyes to see when you look at the blood I say it takes faith eyes that when it takes faith eyes that when you see the blood you see breakthrough that when you see the blood you see a turnaround when you see the blood normally blood make you queasy normally blood make you say ooh normally blood make you turn your head and hide but when I see the blood of Jesus hey The blood, the blood, the blood. I feel a little elder Sims on me. The blood, the blood, the blood. The blood, the blood. The blood delivered me. The blood set me free. Hey! Oh, the blood, the blood. Tell somebody that's just the that's just the death. That's just the death. We must be reminded that he just didn't die. Tell somebody to say he was buried. He was buried. He was buried. He was buried. Because dead things need to be buried. And because he was died, he had to be buried. And when he was buried, the Bible declares that Joseph of Arimathea began to ask Pilate for the body. He said, I'm afraid that you all are going to try to mutilate my Savior. Give me his body. We're afraid that the Jews are going to try to come and steal his body and, 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 and sabotage what's about to happen and with Pilate's permission Joseph of Arimathea came and took the body of Jesus he was accompanied by Nicodemus y'all remember Nicodemus the one who was the devout Jew <laughs> uh, the one who was a devout Jew showing up at the death and the burial ain't that something <laughs> obviously Jesus made a difference in his life at first listen to this Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night it says that Jesus came, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. 
He didn't come. He came by night secretly to talk to Jesus about conversion. And Jesus told him, no matter how much you follow, unless you are born of the water and of the spirit, you will not see the kingdom of God. But look at Nicodemus. Nicodemus kept following the ministry of Jesus. And now he's right there getting the body of Jesus. The women and Nicodemus as well, they wrapped Jesus in a mixture of myrrh and aloe. They put about seven. 75 pounds of myrrh and aloe and they put it all on his body according to the customs and they wrapped his body in spices and fine linen all the customs of a Jewish barrel they gave Jesus and then they put went to a garden tell somebody back to the garden he went back to the garden because that's where the first sin happened is in the garden yeah, sometimes we don't wonder how Jesus works, how God works stuff. We don't understand how deliverance works. You ain't fully delivered until you can go back to what you come out of. You ain't fully delivered unless you can go back to the thing that once tormented you and taunted you. In the midst of his death, watch me closely, Jesus is now making visits to place, places that once tormented men. The, the people are still mad at Adam and Eve to this day. I don't care if something happened in their life. They still talking about if it wasn't for Adam, boy, if it wasn't for Adam, if it wasn't for Adam and that dog on Eve, our lives would be better. Amen. Jesus done died and still people still blaming Adam and Eve. But God sent Jesus to go back to a garden because this was the place that a man who should not have failed, Adam, he had everything plush around him. He had everything. He even had instructions from God on what to do and not to do but yet fail God isn't that just like you and I we know what to do and what not to do but how many times have we still failed God but Jesus in his death said I'm gonna go back to the place that tormented the people of God that tormented the people who have a heart to please God in my death I'm gonna face the thing that made that was a nightmare to believers I'm going back to the garden and he goes back to the garden and they place Jesus in a new tomb nothing old a brand new tomb and they put him there and they rolled a stone in front of the tomb and he was buried and he stayed there and in the tomb and then all of a sudden somewhere between being buried and the next day he made a visit to hell so now Jesus is on a tour I call it tour deliverance he's on tour deliverance and you think Jesus would just stay still in the tomb since he was buried but no Jesus says I was put back in the garden I feel like preaching today y'all y'all got a few minutes great thank you uh, I was put back in the garden to bring havoc back on the enemy that's been terrorizing the people of God I've been put back and even in death he still through the spirit is on assignment and before he ascended we're gonna get there in a second he had the first descend that's Ephesians 4 he that first ascended first descended all right he descended into the lower parts of the earth and went down into the lower parts of the earth and there was a rumble in the hell he went down in shields he went down into hell and began to battle against the keys of eternal life and he slapped the devil I ain't got time to go into that I'll tell you about that later but he slapped the devil in front of the demons took the key 
keys of eternal life and took away the sting of death and said oh death where is thy victory oh grave where is thy sting meaning when believers die although you and I will miss when believers die he yet still took away the sting of death because we know when they leave this earth they got a home not made with man's hands we know that when saints die I feel the Holy Ghost that Jesus has taken the sting out of death that when we leave this glory we go to another glory when we leave this faith we go to another faith we don't just disappear we get promoted we go from this level to another level and he took away what looked like a de-escalation in the grave he took away the de-escalation and said when my people die they go up when my people die they get promoted when my people die they go from glory to glory from faith to faith trying to get no raise till time soon but when that great day come I'm gonna be raised up tell somebody I ain't trying to get no raise in that regard no time soon but when that time come I'll be raised up he takes away all the torment of the burial tell somebody that's the burial but we ain't done yet after he takes away the keys of the of life and death and eternal life away from the enemy uh, he goes to his greatest feet of them all Oh, his greatest feat of them all is the greatest feat of them all because Jesus is really in regard not the first philosopher during this time. He's not the first person who even walked in healing and divine miracles. He is not. When you do great study in the word of God, you find that there were other people who also cast out devils besides Jesus. You find there are other people who walked in miracle anointing besides Jesus. Of course, when we read the Gospels, we know about the ministry of Jesus, but there were other people who had great wisdom besides Jesus. But this here separates Jesus from everyone else. This, this major feat that he's about to do, because everyone else has seen great philosophers come and go. Even while Jesus is in the courtroom, a pilot, pilot tries to give everybody some wisdom and say, hey guys, really leave him alone. I find no fault in the man. If this thing be of men, it will soon cease. But if this thing be of God, who can stop it? <laughs> come on now. Pilate tries to help everybody, meaning, hey, if this, if this, if this thing here, is a man he'll go in the grave and never return <laughs> come on somebody if this is not the work of God if he not sent from God y'all don't have to worry about it aren't y'all the ones trying to say that he's he's an imposter he's a fake messiah when Pilate tried to get the wisdom say if he's such a fake then just leave him alone he'll be just like the other philosophers who also prophesied that he'll be resurrected from the dead and never came back so what Jesus is about to do is the greatest feat that has ever been done in the earth the Bible even tries to give us a clue that there's something greater happening after this you remember why he's on the cross in the middle of the day all of a sudden the Sun turns dark the earth gets all gloomy this is even why he's dying he's not even in the grave yet but we get a picture of what it's gonna be like in just a, a little bit because while he's on the grave and he shouts my father my father why has thou forsaken me when he begins to say 
say that and he takes his last few breaths and say it is finished the Bible says at the temple and at the synagogue that the veil of the temple was rent and it was in stress it means the veil is what the priest would go behind to offer sacrifices for the atonement of people say with me but when Jesus uh, say it is finished it says that the veil of the temple was rent it means priest you can come on out of there your day is over <laughs> what you had to do hallelujah your day is over <laughs> bye bye priest what you've been doing through in the Old Testament and carry some over to the New Testament your administration is over there's been a price paid on the cross oh I'm getting excited that we don't need no one else to go home I shy to go before God ourselves I don't know about you but I can go to God in prayer I can pray all by myself I can call on my his name I can say the name of Jesus and the Bible says whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved I ain't got to wait for a priest to show up for duty. I ain't got to worry about a man being sick and tired. I serve a Jesus who never sleeps or slumber and I can call him anytime. Matter of fact, I feel like calling him right now. I can call him in the middle of the day. I can call him in the middle of an ex Jesus. I can call him when I'm in the in the hospital room. I ain't got to wait for no priest. I ain't got to wait for no one else to tell me my sins are forgiven and I'm full and I'm free by the blood I can approach the throne of grace with boldness and with courage and find grace and help in the time of need if you know you can call him go ahead and call him right now let me hear you call him I can't hear you let me hear you call him I heard you that time <laughs> his name is Jesus I'm almost done here I feel the Holy Ghost pushing me every time I hey shine down my soul I feel the Jesus oh my God and in the middle of the day people start getting up out of tunes he ain't even y'all he ain't even in the grave and breakthrough is happening he ain't even in the grave yet this is a sign he ain't even in the grave and it says the saints are old who died before the sacrifice when his blood hit the ground and he said it's finished they jumped up they got quickened in their spirit they could have been laying in the grave for a hundred years but when that blood hit the ground it's like Moses said my redeemer lives my savior is here oh he wasn't even in the ground yet but people said that the saints went throughout the town it said Jeremiah got up Elisha got up I tell y'all I tell y'all all the time you ain't got to watch no sitcoms read your Bible this Bible is spooky enough Jesus dying on the middle of the day things get dark and people start emptying the graveyard. Shoot. You make a believer out of me. Hallelujah. Let me get through here. Uh, uh, Matthew 28. Tell somebody he's risen. It says this. Matthew 28. Say, in the, in the end of the Sabbath, as people began to draw towards the first day of the week, Mary of Magdalene and the other Mary, and the other Mary to see the Sepulchre. So, Two Marys. 
Y'all got to help me today. Y'all praying for me out there? Lord Jesus. Two Marys went to the tomb. Mary of Magdalene, which is the Mary who Jesus had to cast out devils out of. And the other Mary is the one I talked about on Wednesday. She the worshiper. That's the sister of Lazarus. So you got two delivered folk going to the tomb. Let me say something. Before God break out, I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. Y'all gotta excuse me today. Before something break out in your life, it not, thank you, baby. I shot down my side. Pastor, Pastor Robin yelling. Uh, ain't nothing like tell before God break you out for good. You need to gather yourself with somebody who already know breakthrough. Mary of Magdalene and Mary the worshiper. They the ones that go to the tomb. See, when things are dark and dreary, when you're going through the roughest times of a life, I already told y'all once before, but you better be careful who you run with. You may be running with people when things are good, but you may better make sure that same person can run with you when things are not so good. The two Marys show up at the tomb. I'm trying. Uh, and behold, I'm at Matthew 28. I'm at the end, Matthew 28 and 2. Uh, don't jump off the timeline. Stay right there. Come on, stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there. And behold, there was a great earthquake. And for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Y'all gotta help me today. So now... The two Marys are there, people who can believe in miracles, people who believe in signs and wonders. The angels come from heaven and the angel roll back the stone. Let me tell you something. I don't care what's heavy in your life. It's never too heavy for the angels of the Lord. The angel came and removed the boulder, that stone that was in front of the door of the tomb. And then he had the nerve to sit on it. Tell somebody had the nerve to sit on that thing. <laughs> He had the nerve to sit on that thing. And as he sat on this thing, he began to tell them, he, that who you are looking for, he is not here. So watch what the angel does. You got two believers who come to the tomb because they want to actually witness the resurrection. They don't want nobody to be telling them about what happened. See, there's some of y'all, y'all y'all real authentic people. You, you, ain't the, you don't like to hear secondhand information. I'm praying for some of y'all right now. Some of y'all the most secondhand information people right now. That's why the devil got your, your mind and you full of anxieties and stuff like that. Let me tell y'all something. Right now, going on with this COVID-19, there's so many people lying. I would keep telling you truth gathers. You think people be on their best behavior because the world is going through a pandemic. There's some liars been waiting for this day. There's some witches been waiting for this day. And some of y'all are caught up in so much as hoaxes and lies. It got you all afraid. More, more than the real issue that we already have, it got you all messed up and you don't know what to do with yourself. Y'all about to stop, stop y'all start checking these resources. I'm about to get back to my message. Y'all getting messages from somebody who work at the Pentagon, who cousin work at the Pentagon, who know a brother who work at the Pentagon, and nobody can't reveal their name or their sources and none of that kind of stuff. And they sending you messages in your FaceTime line and your inbox, and you passing it on to a hundred people, and you spreading fear from unqualified, unchecked sources. You can't look them up. Come on, you can't tell me your name, don't tell me nothing. If you can't tell me who told you don't tell me nothing and that's how these two Marys are they ain't with that all stuff that we be passing around on Facebook and all through our social media they want to witness the resurrection
resurrection for themselves. I'm back. They want to witness the resurrection for themselves. And while they're there, the angel removes the stone and, and they think they're about to see Jesus in the tomb. They said, no, no, no. He that you're looking for, he's not here. He is risen. He is not here. He is risen. He is risen from the grave. One Mary goes off because Jesus talks to her and reveals himself to that Mary and say, go tell the brethren that I am risen. She goes and told the brethren, first John and Peter, that he is risen. And when he tells them he's risen, they don't really believe Mary. Ah, Mary, we don't believe you because we don't want to was walking with Jesus. But when they get to the tomb and they go in there, they find they find Jesus linen clothes all wrapped perfectly. You know how you get up in the morning and you say, I got some things to do and you fold your bed up. That's what Jesus did. You would just think Jesus just resurrected from the grave and left things all sloppy. <laughs> Jesus, y'all need to read your Bible. Jesus resurrected, folded up the linen cloth and the napkin and put it on the side. He said, I'm still on assignment. I got up for another day's work. I'm not finished yet. I got things to do. And he rose up from the grave on the third day. He with all power in his hand. See, the reason we preach the gospel is because first he was buried. He died, but he didn't stay down in the grave. He was risen and today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I don't know about you but I'm like Mary I don't want to just know him by anybody else I want to know Jesus for myself I want to know him in the pardon of my sins I want to know him as a redeemer it ain't good enough to watch my big mama have Jesus I want to know Jesus for myself tell somebody he is risen what makes this gospel so awesome is it's just the miracle that he died. He was buried and he was risen for our sins. Our sins. I want you to know today that although everything else seems to be falling away, we celebrate nothing but Jesus. I'm coming to a close here. I feel like I preached enough to you today and you got the message. We celebrate a resurrected Savior seen him do countless miracles in our lives some of you have seen him heal your body some of you have seen you give you hope and encouragement some of you didn't know where your life was going to turn up and where you was going to end up some of you look at your life and can't even imagine that he can make such a beautiful thing out of the mess you made I don't want to preach about no one else but Jesus somebody say just Jesus come on you can take away every, all the luxuries of life but just give me Jesus you can take away fame and fortune but just give me Jesus give me the one that was born in the manger give me the one that the shepherds followed the star to come see give me Jesus give me Jesus today just Jesus maybe you listen to the message and you say pastor you've been preaching about this Jesus but I don't have him in my heart we want to pray with you today who are on the line and I want you to stay with us because you know those who have been following Truth Gathers, we are celebrating and consecrating ourselves every Sunday until we meet and gather in a physical location again as a church body. We're celebrating the Passover. So a few minutes we're going to do communion. But I want you to understand clearly, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, if you haven't accepted Jesus in the pardon of your sins, I want you to know that today is your day. Maybe you're in the home with somebody who has not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you, they're in your home. Maybe today you need to become a witness to somebody in your home. Somebody who lives with you. 
who have not repented of their sins, maybe as a friend, maybe as somebody you've been praying for. Will you do me a favor and be a, a witness today? I talked to you earlier about, you, uh, earlier about using your salvation license. And I'm serious about it today. Will you post on your timeline and have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Will you do that for me today? Will you help me extend an altar call to all your Facebook friends, all your Instagram friends, all those who are connected with you, all those who have some level of relationship or influence with, with you? Ask them a bold and pointed but yet polite question. Have you accepted Jesus? your Savior and Lord or the pardon of your sins. However you want to phrase it but ask them the question. I saw my timeline this morning of a young lady whose life was short passed away on last night. Breaks my heart. We're praying for her family. I only said that to say you never know the day or the hour that you, your name will be called. Every time I preach I always say it very bold to you. I got great faith for tomorrow. I believe I got great, great for tomorrow, but I believe I've taken care of my eternal business today. That should I not live tomorrow, my eternal soul has been taken care of with Jesus Christ. I also tried to do some natural things for my family should I pass away. But most importantly, I've taken care of my soul. Will you be a messenger of the gospel today? Will you do that? come out of the shame? Will you come out of what you don't have right yet? I know God's still working on us. I know there are things we all need to get better at, but will you come out of the shadows today and put it on your timeline? Do you know Jesus? Come on, we're in a, a pandemic. You don't know who when they not make it. You don't know. Will you be an extension of mercy? Will you be an extension of grace today? Put it on your social media. Put it on your timeline. Use your text message and function. Text message and functions. Ask them, do you know Jesus? Have you accepted Jesus in the pardon of your sin? Let's spread this gospel today. We don't have to find things today of the dancing, the pretty faces that you all have a chance and say oh that dress looks wonderful on you we don't have the luxury today I was like man those are some nice shoes those luxuries have been temporarily put away from us and maybe today we got more focus than we ever had do you see Jesus clearly that we just need Jesus just Jesus maybe you have a grandmother who's still caught up in her own ways maybe you are as a granddaughter or a grandson Maybe today is the day that you are introduced to Jesus. If you're hearing my voice and you have not accepted Jesus Christ, I want you first to make that decision. I've now deployed those who are believers to be believers. Be, be a believer. Share the gospel for those who have not accepted Jesus. I want you to put on the timeline your name and say, I accepted Christ today. We'll go through the timeline and we'll find your information. We'll contact you. And we'll make sure we pray with you and join forces with you on your newborn faith in Christ. Will you pray? Let's pray right now for salvation and then we're going to receive the Lord's Supper. Father, I thank you today for this message, just Jesus. Seems like everything is fading away. We know we are not yet at the end. But we can clearly see the end times in motion. Or we can see it where the love of men, where the, the love of many have been waxed cold. We can see it watch the news every day 
we're tormented, we're perplexed, even, we, even if we should watch the news or not. Because it's a reminder of just how lost the world is. But Father, I pray that those who are listening today have found a Savior. Have renewed their faith today. Those who have not accepted Christ are accepting Christ right now. They recognize that. Give me Jesus. We've been dealing with such a pandemic, they're not even sure if the class of 2020 for high school is going to have a graduation. These we've never seen before. We can't celebrate the milestones of our kids in a very corporate setting, in a public setting. Not sure what is going to happen about that. There seems to be so much uncertainty. But give us Jesus, the one sure thing today. So I pray for those who are serving Christ that you accept them through the blood. If you're listening to me, the blood cleanses you. All you have to say, Jesus, come in my life right now by faith. You know my sins, my shortcomings, but you paid the price for me. You washed me on that cross. My sins were born on your shoulders. And I now accept you as Lord and Savior. Be my God, be my guide, be my redeemer today. Live in me, breathe in me, teach me. I accept your way. You are the way, the truth, and the life. This day, I am born again. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, put your name in the timeline. We'll contact you. We'll reach out to you. And then we'll make sure you get baptized as soon as we can. But by faith, you're saved. I said by faith, you're saved. Come on, by faith, you're saved. I need everybody to celebrate being saved today. We'll get ready for communion. I feel the Holy Spirit renewing us. I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel the anointing of renewing our own salvation. There's an anointing that's here. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, glory to God. We're getting ready for communion. I want you to get you some juice. And I want to say this. Many of my brothers and sisters, preachers and ministers of the gospel and pastors, Many of them had, this past week, drive-through pickup of communion elements where with their churches, they had set times that they allowed their members to come through the parking lot and pick up communion. I thought about it as well, but I decided not to do it for a few reasons, but one main reason. I just wanted us to exercise our faith in an unorthodox way. We've been doing it all month. I didn't want you to necessarily have no communion cup like this. Some of you have already bought communion for your own house that you do. But I, I wanted, if you have water, I wanted that water to represent the blood. If you have fruit punch, I wanted that fruit. I didn't want to just be orthodox. I didn't want it. So that's why I didn't do it. I just wanted you to have faith in the blood. If you were drinking water, I wanted that water to be consecrated to represent the blood. If you had crackers, Ritz, Nabisco, if you had cornbread, if you had pancakes, and that's going to be your crackers or your bread. I wanted that to be resemblance of his body. I didn't want it to be the normal thing we always do in church. I wanted you to believe in spite of what else you're holding in your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're getting ready to take this communion right now. 
Hold the blood of Jesus, hold the blood of Jesus, hold the blood of hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.